Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, let, what's that? <laughs> we'll work up to it. Last week, um, I remember I talked about staying in the present and not toppling forward. Well, this week, uh, this is a really good moment to be present for. Uh, now, I, I just, I do want to say that uh, even though this is Berkeley, perhaps not everybody shares my joy or the joy that's in here, but um, since it's traditional that once somebody is elected, everybody comes together and gets behind the president. It was, it was really quite uh, moving to see and hear some of the um, Republican um, writers, columnists, and, uh, and uh, people in politics uh, express their seemingly genuine um, admiration and affection and um, uh, solidarity. So um, I'm going to just uh, let it rip tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I probably, as I say, I think I'm speaking probably not alone, but for everyone, um, it's, it's, uh, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around it uh, on at times, you know, I, I saw maybe you saw Michael Moore's um, email pinch me. It was it was it was a good it was a good letter, um, but um, I really see that um, everything is different, can be different, and uh, his uh, what was it? Michael Moore's uh, email was filled with anything is possible. Now, I don't want to be naive and think, okay, well, this is the end of the military-industrial complex and globalization. Now we're all going to be uh, acting locally and eating, uh, you know, and driving in biodiesel cars and uh, stuff like that. But um, there is a, a huge difference, and for me, in my life, I was trying to think back to a moment that compared to this, at least in this arena, and um, Clinton elected in 92 was close. That was, up to that point, was uh, quite extraordinary. I remember breaking out the champagne and saying to uh, Adam, who was uh, six at the time, this is going to be an amazing future now for us. But, you know, <laughs> you know that you never know. Um, but this does seem different uh, on, in so many ways. Um, and that um, I've, I've mentioned here before a number of times that um, 
my friend Roger Walsh uh, has, has shared this beautiful ca encapsulation of where we're at that the, the planet and the human experiment is in a race between fear and consciousness. And it seems like we've turned a corner here. And no matter what happens, there's something that's been unleashed that I don't think can uh, be put back in the, in the bottle. And it's amazing. So here I have a few reflections, just how quickly things can change. There's a saying I love, fortune. Fortunes change uh, quicker than the swish of a horse's tail. And no matter how gloomy or dark or frightening things look, um, things can change. Now, keeping in mind, there is a corollary to that and that things can change. But as far as a whole collective energy of goodwill on the planet, um, I don't recall it like this. It's, it's like if you are, how many people have ever seen Yellow Submarine, the movie Yellow Submarine? <laughs> it's like, for me, it's like Pepperland has just come alive. <laughs> okay, you, you remember, you know, every, they were all bonked by the Blue Meanies and frozen there. And then, then Sergeant Pepper's band comes and, you know, there's colors and life and aliveness. That's, that's what it, it feels like. There was also, I think in Narnia, uh, they had that, you know, where the Ice Queen uh, is defeated and then, uh, and then, then things start to thaw and, and everything comes alive. What also strikes me is how huge a difference one human being can make. When you think of it, all that's needed is for the right person at the right time in the right place to unlock so much goodwill, so much hope, so much inspiration that's just waiting to be discovered, waiting to be ignited. And it's very much, I think, like um, in practice, you know, you're going through really hard times, really dark times, and you just feel like, uh, I'm going to be stuck here forever. And with just one thought, one shift of thought, one shift of consciousness can free up a whole lot of locked-in energy and fear that was holding it and your true nature just shines through. It's been, it's waiting to shine through. And in a, the collectiveness, the collective consciousness, this goodwill and forces of, of good and kindness and consciousness and caring have been just waiting to burst through. For me, um, it feels so strange uh, for the first time 
for me in 45 years as Don McLean's song, uh, The Day the Music Died, uh, says, which was in 1963, November 22nd, uh, for the first time in 45 years, it's a different feeling about being an American. I could see being patriotic, not chauvinistically patriotic, but just, but just seeing we have a responsibility here. The whole world, the whole world really loves America. At least they love Americans. They love our culture as warped and bizarre and, <laughs> and you know, uh, you know, besides just the politics, we export a whole lot of other things that, uh, that people love that are, that are questionable. But they, they love our spirit. They love our, what we've been founded on, um, goodness and inclusion and um, justice and fairness and compassion and caring, except the fact that we were founded on that with one major glaring glitch that perhaps can be healed. It's definitely in the move, movement of being healed. But the world is, it looks, they look to America to be their in the best sense, big brother or big sibling, big sister, that um, is in a family, that, we're, that we care about the family. I remember uh, one of the most uh, moving, I'm just recalling this, um, moments. I uh, went to a concert a number of years ago with, um, by Andreas Vollenweider, who is this Swiss amazing uh, musician. And also a very, uh, a very high guy, and he was saying this is like in, you know, in the '90s, uh, and he was saying, you know, uh, we so, we so look to you for, for, um, inspiration and guidance and and uh, and to, sh to lead lead our family to making this a better planet. Please, you know. D just know that we, we, love, we love you and we want you to, uh, to show us the best way to do things. And it was, it was very moving. And uh, not that we are the only leaders. This world is too big now for any one, one leader. But we are clearly in a position to, to lead and inspire in a way that never has before. Uh, you know, just seeing the pictures, you probably have looked at pictures around the world, how the, the joy that's been unleashed. I, I, uh, I was looking at the, I was following the, the Global Electoral College. And, and how, many, how many people were, were following that, know that? The Global Electoral College, where uh, the, it was run in someplace in, in England, I think Greenwich, England, where people could, ma uh, could email from whatever country they were in, who they would want to see as president. 
and each country was rated as far as um, uh, electoral votes they had for uh, depending upon the population. Um, and there was something like 9,000 uh, electoral votes that they kind of dispersed with all the countries coming in. And um, Barack Obama had uh, 8,982. <laughs> so it's a, a collective sigh of relief. The earth, Gaia. I've thought about that a number of times, just breathing a collective sigh of, thank goodness. <sighs> I remember uh, growing up, I was, uh, uh, I was a big Superman fan, you know, George Reeves' Superman. This is before many people's time, but at the, uh, at the beginning of Superman, he'd come, come in with his flag, uh, with his cape behind and the American flag, you know, for truth, justice, and the American way. And who disguises Clark Kent? I won't go into the whole thing. And I, I remember as a kid being really inspired by that. You know, I, I had no idea that wasn't so until I, until I got a little older. And to see, oh, the American way. What is the American way? People for the American way. What, what is that? What's the real ideals that we, when you think about it, I love most of the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution is amazing. And here we have somebody who is a constitutional law professor. <laughs> somebody who really knows the Constitution probably better than anyone in Congress. And probably as good as anybody on the bench, that's for sure. So um, I, again, I'm not naive. He's human. He's in his blood is, is a, um, an awareness of all sides. And so if we have a strong agenda for our side, for us, against them, whatever your side happens to be. It probably, there'll probably be disappointments, but I think the most important thing is to bring people together first. And uh, he is sent from central casting. <laughs> How, um, I mean, it's amazing. We're somebody who's biracial, who sees all sides, who knows difficulty in his life, who's, who lost, never really knew his father, except for one month, and who at, I think it was the age of 12, his, his mother um, had to send him from Indonesia to Hawaii to live with his grandmother. Imagine, imagine that, that loss. And going through just being who he was in Hawaii and, um, and in his life, having to 
deal with being an outsider one way or another. And somehow he steeled. He, he became tempered through that and stronger through that. And that unifying is in his DNA. And uh, I was listening the, uh, the other night to one of his uh, chief strategists, uh, this woman who's been with him for about 15 years or so. And somebody was asking, when did you, um, did, when did you have a, a clue, a, an inkling, about the possibilities of, of this guy? And she said, um, she said, when I first met him, she said, um, it struck me he was so intelligent, so brilliant, so um, articulate and inspiring, so good-hearted. She said, what really struck me was um, his basic core of decency. And he's a community organizer who knows the people. And boy, does he know how to organize. It's, that's the beauty. It's, uh, for me, it's kind of like an attunement. You know, I, I'm, I'm big on kind of collective energies. And when the energies are aligned, magic can happen. When people get together and there's, there's not disharmony when there's a, a common a common cause and a common um, inspiration and vision anything is possible and to organize and galvanize all all those people from all all the the youth uh, uh, as much as anything being the first post boomer leader um, he can organize and inspire. And his wife. Hmm. It's a beautiful article in uh, Newsweek this week about what what she could mean. Oh, louder! What she could mean for um, what she could mean for as a role model for women for for black women, but for all women, you know, such class, right? such intelligence, and the, the love that they share, and that family. It's like, you know, in the 60s, you, it was, uh, we talked about Camelot, and it seemed like it was a good picture. It sure looked great. But this is the real Camelot. You know. um, a couple of weeks ago, I was doing the Shanti Deva series, and there was one line from Shanti Deva in the dedication: "May princes rule according to the truth, and may the world be blessed with all prosperity." Those two lines go together. Um, so, what I, what I, just a couple more things I want to say, uh, and then share, hear you, that. Uh, he is stepping into a very challenging picture. But um, 
as they, uh, one historian, I think it was Doris Kearns Goodwin, said, uh, great leaders, the really great leaders are the ones that come out of great challenges. You know, the, the, the who are the, the great inspiring leaders that I, in our country, in our history? Washington through the Revolutionary War, Lincoln through the Civil War, FDR going through the Depression and, and, and uh, World War II. He's kind of got the whole package there. He's got wars. He's got economic disaster. He's got a partisanship that, um, that he wants to heal. And, um, but it's possible. And so this is the thing that I, I just, I do want to share from a Dharmic perspective that, um, I think I, I put it in the email um, to uh, what the talk was going to be on tonight. Uh, remembering, um, remembering the um, Crosby, Stills, Nash song, uh, "Long Time Gone," where uh, David Crosby says, "But you know, the darkest hour is always, always just before the dawn," and. Um, Wherever you are in your life, no matter how dark it gets, that the darkness is really what often brings out the light. And again, I hope this doesn't offend anyone here, but this would not have happened without George Bush. This would not have happened without the neocons. This would not have happened without Iraq. This would not have happened without an economic meltdown. This would not have happened without Sarah Palin. That's <laughs> true. This would not have happened without uh, Rush Limbaugh and hate politics. All of that goes into what's risen from the ashes. And for me, it, it's, it's one more lesson in equanimity that if you take any one slice of the moment and say, oh my goodness, how awful this is, you don't know. You just don't know. Whatever difficulty or hell realm you might find yourself in, you just don't know. And for me, um, it, I think that truth trumps fear. And that in that sense, when the confusion is seen through, there is peace, there is goodwill, there is loving kindness that shines through, there's compassion that shines through, there's joy that shines through. And so I hold that the universe is basically benevolent and that all of the 10,000 sorrows and all of the um, 
dukkha, all of the suffering, is just part of the curriculum here on this planet. And that the real villain is just not seen clearly. The real villain is ignorance. Because when people see clearly, they want to express their love. They want to express their joy. They want to express their goodwill and their caring and their compassion. And as long as the information flow is not controlled, which I think hopefully will change dramatically now, um, that goodness moves us. Isn't that beautiful? That goodness. It's so much easier to be inspired by goodness than by hate. You can get, get going and get, uh, and, and get very uh, active, but goodness, the energy that comes from that is so much more powerful and exciting and magnetizing and energizing and galvanizing. And so, so many want to make a difference now. So I want to just um, uh, mm, no. I'm going to hold off on that. Um, so I'll, I'll save that for the end or before the song. Uh, just for a moment, uh, go inside, cl just close your eyes, and and just reflect on what your experience is has been these last couple of days. Whatever it is, there's no wrong for it. No, and also I, I do want to acknowledge that not everything in the election went uh, went well, and uh, there's a real sadness with with uh, Prop Eight, although that's not finished just yet. But uh, with this over the last couple of days, um, just what's your experience? How have you digested it? or digesting it. It's still taking a while. And uh, what, what's your vision or possibilities? Because it's, it's important to dream. This is a, the fulfillment of Martin Luther King's dream, where someone will be judged by the, not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. It's a fulfillment of that dream. So let's dream. Okay, so um, I think just so that we can make sure that you are heard, that everyone is heard, we'll do a short little either dyad or if you want triad for, oh, oh the next uh, five or six minutes or so, and then we'll come back as a group and share our thoughts. So why don't you just turn to somebody uh, near you, it could be uh, one or two people, and just share what your, either what your experience has been the last few days or where your mind goes with, with all of this, how it processes.
Okay, start finishing up. Okay, let's come on back together as a group. A lot of good energy here. Mm. So uh, why don't we uh, just hear each other uh, as a group so we can share the energy. Any, um, any particular thoughts that, that you feel like sharing? coming to mind, your um, experience, your vision. Gay? Thanks. Um, I watched Oprah yesterday. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> and um, I'm, I hardly ever watch TV, but I wanted to watch Oprah. And she interviewed Peggy Noonan, who yeah. is um, a famous Republican speechwriter and um, Peggy Noonan was just, she was just a light. Her face was just a light. And um, so Oprah asked her, well, you know, you're a Republican. And Peggy was smiling. And she, Close. she said, and did you vote for McCain? She said, I did vote for McCain. And she said, well, Oprah said, well, how are you feeling about all this? And she said, you know, and, and James, I'm not going to get this right, but it was, she, she said, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that that um, this man has been elected. This is not the person I voted for. But she connected with the feelings that she felt as a young girl when Kennedy was elected, yeah. the first Irish Catholic person to become president. And she remembered as herself, a young girl who was an Irish Catholic, what that felt like. And she said, that's, all, that's what everybody else is feeling. And she, so it's Mudita. Mudita, you know, and yeah. I, I sympathetic joy, Mudita. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a lot of what's going on right yeah. now is people are connecting with the joy that other people are feeling yeah. and other countries are feeling, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, I just got very excited about recognizing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I saw that. I saw that too. Uh, as far as, wouldn't it be cool to travel? Uh, who is it? Uh, my, my, fav my favorite writer, Mark Morford, said, uh, he said, yeah, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost uh, 97, 97 euros or $97 for a, a day-old baguette and a, and a lousy latte in Paris, but you'll feel so good that you spent the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speak right into it. I just wanted to share that um, I grew up in Chile, and we were under a dictatorship um, all my life until the year um, before I left when I was 18. And that year, we um, overthrew the dictator. And I remember the day it happened, and I remember being uh, in the streets, and literally every person in my country was celebrating in the streets and, and the feeling of joy. And the morning after Obama got elected, I went to the dog park, and it was 6.30 in the morning, and total strangers were hugging and telling me, yeah. you know, enjoy. And it was the same feeling, and I felt so happy. And 
I've been talking to my family in Chile, and I can say on behalf of my country, congratulations. Hi. Um, I'm sure that I'm not, I know I'm not alone. I mean, you know, the, the feelings of, uh, of uh, hope and joy and gratitude are so strong. And as I was sharing with uh, this uh, wonderful lady next to me that had a wonderful conversation with her, we both uh, shared that we are also feeling fear, mm -hmm. and for obvious reasons. And so I would like to invite all of us just to take a few moments and, and go inside of ourselves and w whatever way works for each of us, surrounding him and his, and his family with white light or whatever works to set our intention to keep this man and his family safe. So let us do that for a moment. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Who else? Uh, why don't you pass it? I'm dangerous with the mic, though. Um, <laughs> I'll tell what the story that I told, actually. Um, Jimmy Carter was the the president when I first voted, and um, also my son was born during that time. And um, I was pregnant, and my best friend got pregnant at the same time, too, and her boyfriend wanted her to have an abortion, because he was like, the planet is awful and terrible, and this is 30 years ago. And I was like, how can you say that? You know, look what's coming up, look what's happening. I was like, so positive and all that. And then we kind of went through these dark ages, and I found myself for like, the last eight years, especially apologizing to my children, <laughs> and thinking maybe he was right. You know, my friend Rich, maybe he was right. You know, and but it was so cool. It was my kids who actually really got me involved. I, I was a little depressed about the situation, and but they were very much Obama, Obama, and um, they've always called me by my first name because that's how I raised them. You know, like friends kind of thing. <laughs> but when I when Obama got elected, I called my son who lives in New York and. Um, who's 30 now, and he said, Mama, we elected Obama. He said, oh, he said, Mommy, we elected Obama. And it was so cute. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it was just so, it was like a bridging of, um, I, I feel like I don't have to apologize to them anymore. It's great. <laughs> I'm <Thank> sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Anyone, anyone else less? Yes. Before I make my comment, I just wanted to thank um, the gentleman for that that uh, that uh, meditation for Obama because well, sort of makes us the deepest secret service. Gives us some sort of uh, strength and power. I've mm -hmm. always sort of. Well, um, I I read uh, 
uh, Dreams from My Father. Uh, you know, Pretty close. I, I read uh, Dreams from My Father, uh, you know, a month ago or so, and I just was so deeply impressed by, by his, um, his relationship to his identity, that he, I had a sense of him. Uh, I mean, you, you can when you read a lot of the, get into the Dharma, you sort of see it everywhere. But I really saw that in him. I mean, I, I saw his his ability to sort of look at his identity, um, and and have a very critical stance towards it, and sort of his ability to sort of make himself and look at others and care for others. Uh, one of the last uh, in the the end of the book where he he. Um, uh, goes to his father's grave in, in Kenya uh, and goes to his grandfather's grave and he's, he's in tears and he has this sense that the, the only, the, only um, the, the shortcomings of, of his father and his grandfather was that they didn't speak with one another. They didn't listen to each other's suffering. Um, it was just so profound. I just, I, I just this, the idea that he would be our president I, I just, it's beyond, it's beyond my comprehension, really. I yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We should, uh, we should sing. Yeah. We should sing. Just, uh, just one, I want to uh, have you reflect. We won't do any sharing or anything uh, besides this, but uh, just one thing that he said, uh, he said it very clearly in that amazing speech that he just gave the other night, that he, he can't do this alone, right? He needs everyone to participate at whatever level they are inspired to, to make this a better world. So I just want to invite you for a moment, since you perhaps had a vision of the possibilities, to just reflect, uh, again, go inside, this won't be long, but just to see what your part in that will be. And again, if the vision is to make it a better world where there's more kindness and understanding and wisdom and caring, your part can happen on many, many different levels. What for you inspires you? And let yourself feel good about contributing to that greater whole of goodwill over these next years. Hey, I, um, there's like you know, five or six different songs floating through my head, and I, I don't know quite um, where to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can try again. Uh, <laughs> that, that was one of them. Shower the people. What was it? Here comes the sun. That was a good one. Um, Aquarius. 
Mm. Okay, well, let's do Imagine. Imagine there's no heaven. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Living for today. Uh -huh. Imagine there's no countries. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. Nothing to kill or die for. No religion too. And no religion too. Imagine all the people. Imagine all the people sharing all the world, sharing all the world. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us. And the world will live as one. Imagine no possessions. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No, uh, nothing, no need for greed or hunger. No need for greed or hunger. A brotherhood or a sisterhood of man. A brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Living life in peace. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. You're not. I hope someday you'll join us. And the world will be as one. Yeah. Let's keep uh, let's keep imagining and visioning and dreaming and participating together. So we'll do a, a short loving kindness. Feel the joy and the goodness and the hope and the inspiration. Let it fill you and let it shine out of you. May I stay connected with my goodness. May I share my love and my caring with the world. May my own awakening help awaken the goodness in others in everyone I know. And then uh, let's let's put 
this man in our minds and hearts and his family. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you stay connected to your wisdom and core of decency and vision and good heart. May you inspire everyone who's able to be inspired to do their best to make this a better world. May you do what you were set out to do and fulfill your destiny. And then to spread these thoughts from your own heart, including everyone here, and to all beings everywhere. May all see through their fears to the love that's inside. May all see that we're all connected and we need each other. May all know real happiness and in that knowing happiness share their goodness with everyone. And may all awaken to their true nature. May our coming here together help to create joy and inspiration and any merit that we accrue together may it be shared for the benefit of all beings everywhere. May all beings find happiness and peace. Thank you very much. <coughs> Have a great week. See you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.